Hello everybody and welcome back to Football in a Nutshell. Now, for those of you who have good taste, you're probably aware of a magazine by the name of 442, which is, for our money, the best football magazine on the market. And this month's edition, to start off the new year, they've come up with their 100 greatest Premier League players of all time. And uh, we both have some strong opinions about this, so we're going to be talking a little bit about this list and uh, our main issues with it, as well as giving our top 10 players of uh, all time in the Premier League. So, before, without further ado, would you like to say hello? I would, and I'd like to say that I respect this magazine. And my favourite um, author, Andy Mitten, one of my, the best Man United writers out there. And he has put some good segments in this magazine. And I like his other magazine, United We Stand, which is... The best fan magazine out there, by a mile, and I'm still a reader to this day, even though we're in the pandemic. Now, going into this, I have a few issues with some, but not all, of the standings, Mm. which I think you do as well. Yeah, I think it's not an outrageous list by any means, but there are a few big problems. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of uh, little things, like they have Rad Friedel at 98, which he probably isn't a top 100 player, but that's small things. Firmino at 78. Yeah, we'll that start off with that. Firmino at 78. Steve Roos at 95. Do you know what that man has done in football? Mm. Captain of Man United side to win the first Premier League and then the second... And then I would think we won the fourth. And they won us to say our first one. Two headers against Sheffield Wednesday. Still one of the greatest centre backs, but disrespected because of his managerial career, which I think is a shame because he was a brilliant footballer who risked everything on the pitch. Yeah. Uh, my first issue that I have is uh, Jurgen Klinsmann at 75. Now, this isn't a player that I particularly like. Obviously, he's a Spurs legend. But for a sh- brief time in the Premier League, he was ex- absolutely exceptional. He brought diving to the Prem, as many people know. He was, very, he was famous for it. Uh, a player who was hated, but a world-class player. And probably, well, maybe the best German player to ever do it in the Prem. And, uh, yeah, I think it's an absolute travesty that he's down that low. Should be much higher, in my book. Uh, but do you, but could you bring us on to your next issue? Modric. Now, we all know how good Modric is, Ballon d'Or winner, but in the Prem, was he that good? Was he that good? He scored a... Uh, the was only thing I know about his time. Is yeah. he the 69th greatest Premier League player of all time? No, not for really me. And some of the players he's ahead of, if you need to really... It needs to be put into perspective. Tepes was a good player, I have to say. But I, I do actually think 67 is a bit low for him. I think he should be way higher than that. When you say way higher, do you mean like well, lower, lower in number? or lower number. Yeah, that's what I... And Evra at 74. The man... One of the greatest left-backs in Premier League history. I wouldn't put him in my top three greatest left-backs in Premier League history. I would. Who? It would be him, Irwin, uh, probably... Ashley Cole, the best. No. Oh my goodness, this is, this is outrageous. Maybe Andy Robertson for Liverpool, I like Andy. 
Yeah, we'll get on. So is it, and uh, Celtic fan. A Celtic fan does not make you better at football. Makes him a better man. Possibly, but does it mean he's a better footballer? Ashley Cole, not a great person by all accounts. Yeah, horrible man. Uh, absolutely, but disrespected by the media due to his affair behind the back. Well, many affairs behind the back of uh, Cheryl Cole, but the people forget what a fantastic footballer he was. And uh, I'd say probably the second best left back of all time behind, I would say, say Roberto Dennis Carlos. Irwin. Roberto Carlos is Dennis the only Irwin. one I could think. He's the best left back in Premier League history. I would have to disagree. But uh, and the next, the big thing that I have, and uh, the positioning of this guy is uh, the main problem I have. It's JJ Acacia. It's so good that he named him twice. He made that Allardyce Bolton team what it was. He's coming at 62, which I think is... Very low. But what needs to be considered is who's just ahead of him. That's Rihad Mahrez. I know Rihad Mahrez has the Prem titles that JJ Kocha doesn't. But skill levels, it's it's night and day in and my book. Michael Carrick at 60. I have an that issue is with that. That is a joke. He needs to be in the top 40, at least. They like, are, I have the opposite Les issue Ferdinand with that. Ferdinand and him, no parallels. Even Ricardo Carvalho. Michael Carrick is way ahead of him. I have even, the opposite issue with them. And you. I would even say he's ahead of people like Gary Neville. David Ginola was a good player. And I think he deserves him to be in 51. But then you have Makalele. Makalele, far better footballer. Twice then you the have Fowler. That is my biggest issue. Yeah, Fowler at 44. I have Vardy at 48. I'm not sure how... Who thinks that Jamie Vardy is a worse player in the Premier League than Robbie Fowler? Only the most biased of scousers. How do you say Dennis Irwin and Yaya Torre weren't as good as Robbie Fowler? It it doesn't make any sense. But to come back to the Carrick thing, I have the opposite issue. I look at Michael Carrick at 60 and then I look at Fernandinho at 88. Fernandinho, yes. Fernandinho the, he's been absolutely invaluable for City over all these so years. So Michael Carrick. I disagree. Michael Carrick won a Champions League. Michael Carrick for me is he getting in the same boat as... Do you remember Ryan Giggs? Yes, he won Never had any spectacular seasons in a United shirt. Because but he because he to. was consistent, the history books were rewritten, and now people think he's one of the greatest Premier League players of all time. You know what? Consistency, and that's not true. Consistency wins you titles. Consistency of being average is not the. It's not cons- great consistency. Inconsistency win you titles. Consistency. That's something most clubs won't know about. You've only won it five times. Second most in Premier League history. You're still not number one because we did it. Consistently. Yeah, consistently. And but that was... Like, I think there's players that need more value than that. Like, like Irwin. Irwin. He's yeah. more valuable than Ryan Giggs. Like Paul Scholes, Roy Keane, York, Cole, Beckham. There were so many better players we in that team. We won the treble Ryan, Ryan Giggs. Well, because he scored one goal. Scored many goals. But he scored the consistent. He can score consistently a few goals. He scored four goals that season. And two Still, assists. Brilliant player. That's any, not brilliant numbers. That's McGoldrick numbers. Team in the world. That man played until he was forty. I Consistency. Know. Consistently. He wasn't doing 40. anything at the age of forty. He was. He was managing at Man United and also playing. Yeah, but not playing well. 
I mean, I could still be playing to. I could still be playing to the age of forty. I'm shit now. I'll still be shit at forty. That's why I don't deserve a medal for it. That's why he's in the top ten. That's he's not I, in my top ten. But uh, yeah, next player that I have an issue with, Luis Suarez. It's two here, and there are two players by the name of Luis Suarez and Eden Hazard. They come in at thirty-five and thirty-four respectively. I think they're way too low. low. Why do Hazard done nothing? One, two leagues, okay. nothing else. Ridiculous. Eden Hazard, Luis Premier Suarez. League winner twice. One, nothing. Premier League team of the year, Premier League player of the year. Was the, the man, he had a presence on that football pitch. Still didn't win Some of the greatest titles. goals in Premier League history were scored. And obviously his dream was obviously always to play for Real Madrid. And he's doing it. At the but I'm talking about him and that Chelsea shirt and uh, the player that player the way the way he was invaluable to that team like the way every it was like flies to I don't know an old biscuit that's fallen on the floor all the defenders were just attracted to him and it freed up the space and you know his goal and assist numbers were great in his last season he scored sixteen and got fifteen assists and uh, that's huge. But, I mean, he was more valuable than that because he freed up space for the other players to play. Willian, I mean, you see what Willian's like now. He he benefited from him. So did Pedro. So did the likes of Diego Costa. He made the players around him better. And for that reason, he should be much higher. Definitely top 20. Probably the best player we've seen in the last decade in the Premier League. But you have to think of one other man. Dimitar Berbatov. What is he doing behind people like Nicholas and Elka? Mm, yeah. And Nelka. What are you thinking, lads? <laughs> what a... Have you seen Misunderstood? You should be able to understand him by now. The, like, the understanding is that he's gobshite. I think that's, uh, that's the main thing I understood from that documentary. And I loved Nelka when he was at Chelsea, but 56. He still missed a great penalty. That's what he'll remember for, Chelsea. That's what he said himself, in fairness. But uh, So now you can understand him. And I think he would not like you putting him in at 56. He'd probably have a fight with you. He probably wanted to put himself in the top five. Yeah. He's that sort of an ego. But Berbatov, that man was how I like my footballers. Disloyal? Pure class. Pure class? Pure class. That's not what I would associate Berbatov with. Berbatov, he's... Bit of an ego about him. How I like my... He went on a golfing holiday for like three months in the middle of a season once. That's what you call ego. Exactly. That's not good in a football. Ibrahimovic. He is the biggest ego. Ronaldo. One of the biggest egos. Yeah, but they were far... Maradona, I would think, would have... Far superior players. That is not true. That's why he should not be 64. Robertoff, how many of the best brains in football I've ever seen in my life. That's fair, right? It is. He may have not done it the usual way, but he got it done. He was very casual. That's what I liked about him. He never looked like he cared. But what about Anelka? I would have Berbatov for wherever Anelka is. I'd have Berbatov where... Well, I'm At not least, sure if I'd have him as high as 40, because I think Ian Wright is a bit too high there. But uh, I think Ian Wright is in the right place. I'm not, I'm not sure about that. He was a great player, but... Uh, he was... And I like him, but, you he know... He was Arsenal's greatest goal scorer, and then on a weekend. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, moving on to my next issue. 
And uh, this is concerning your team, you'll be happy to know. And that has got to do with Andy Cole at 27. Uh, few play- one of the best goal scorers in Premier League history, Andy Cole was. was Formidable partnership. And the main thing people forget about him, zero penalties scored in his career. Also, he was consistent. He was consistent. That's why, I, that's, that's why I get him. But he was consistently good, unlike Ryan Giggs. He, every week, every this year, is, he had great numbers. What you're saying right to you right now. Consistent greatness compared to consistency. Consistent mediocrity was the difference between the two. Good at Newcastle, good at United. I mean, he did play for a lot of teams. Blackburn, Fulham, Man City, Portsmouth and Sunderland. That's probably what brings him down to a degree. Because obviously his best years came at those two clubs. But, uh, yeah, I think 27 is far too low. He's definitely a top 20 player in my book. A bit like Zola. I would probably have him. I think 30 is a bit... It's harsh. Is harsh. I think he should be at least forty six. That done. is absolutely ridiculous. But it's the truth. No, like, it is not. It's not the truth. Are you calling players like Dennis Irwin? I'm saying he is much better good. than Dennis Irwin. Much better. Twice the player. Teddy Sheringham. Much better. Won the treble. I don't care. Uh, not as good as Zola. Sterling, who has at least he won was, the league. He was mini York, Maradona. Also won the treble. Gareth Bale. I think he has won a treble. Him and Messi are the closest things we've seen to Maradona in this game. And I have to say, Joe Franco Zola, oh my god, what a player. Also, JJ Ococcia, Matt Letizia. No, no, no. Carlos Tevez. It's it, no. I think that is There's no bad. argument that you could say, no stats you could pull out of your arse. There's nothing that could convince me that... Steve Bruce is even better than oh, Zola. Jesus. When it comes to medals and talent. If you're listening to this right now, I would like you to unsubscribe to this podcast. Because clearly, half of this punditry team knows nothing about the greatness of Joe Franco Zola. I don't give a shit about Zola. That man. Oh. He done nothing. He got... Birmingham. Look what he did to Birmingham. They were doing brilliant. And You're the one who was giving out earlier about Steve Bruce and how his managerial career paints his reputation. At least he is in the Prem. Oh, Jesus. I can't believe this. This is absolutely ridiculous. I also like... Do you know I like Steve Bruce as a manager? I think he's doing a brilliant job at Newcastle. When he gets them relegated later this season. He's do, uh, Possibly. I don't know if that's good happen. as Rafa Benitez did. I disagree with that, but like anyways. Newcastle, they're never gonna win the league. Realistically, moving on uh, to another man, I feel has been disrespected, and that's the greatest captain in Premier League history. Why, John Terry, four-time Premier League winning captain, same as Roy Keane, admittedly, but, but the, just the best centre back we've seen in this in the country, just ever. I mean, it's it Not is true. the player that he was. The man he was, we won't bring into question, but uh, as a player, love the club, everything I wanted in my Chelsea captain, and that is why he is the best centre-back in Premier League history, and is it's a joke that Not he's in the true. top ten. I but, um, Steve Bruce, 95. Okay, enough with the Steve Bruce. I mean, who's your next pl- player that's been uh, over or underrated on this list? Why? Roy Keane. Why, yes. Keane no way, 11th. Behind always, Vieira. He'll always make the 11 now. And he could fit into any team in the Prem and win you the league title. Even. What? 
You're saying he could take put into that Sheffield United team and he'd win them the title. Because he'd give them the mentality that they could win the league title. Really, McGoldrick would be what banging them in. He'd he'd finally become who he's meant to be, Berbatov. Roy Keane can give. Say if Roy Keane had assigned for Liverpool. Yeah. In 1992, they would have, or 1993, when Nottingham Forest got relegated, or even if Nottingham Forest didn't get relegated. Roy Keane would have grown up to be one of the biggest and best midfielders from Nottingham Forest. But he came to Man United, brought the mentality, and won the league. Exactly. One thing I did hear about the last dance was uh, about Michael Jordan, if anyone who's seen that. It was like he had the talent of Messi, but he had the attitude of Roy Keane. And that's why he was the biggest athlete in the world. Which tells you all you need to know about Roy Keane's attitude, because he wasn't, he was talented, but he wasn't the most talented player in the world. He was. But he made up for that uh, talent deficit with his work ethic, so. I agree. He enjoyed it by being disciplined, you could say, to quote the great Neil Warnock. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Oh, Jesus. But anyways, uh, he should be definitely at least in the top five. He's he's in my top ten. I have him. I don't have him in my top five, but I have him. I think I have him seventh or eighth. I'm still not settled on my top ten. We're gonna be going on to that because the last thing I have to talk about is obviously the famous three: Scholes, Lampard, and Gerrard. Oh, you're going on to this now. And they've put it, Skulls 10th, Lampard 8th, and Gerrard 7th, which doesn't make any sense it's to me. Skulls, Gerrard... We obviously Skulls, differ based on Skulls, our... Skulls, Lampard, then probably Owen Hargreaves. <laughs> Owen Hargreaves. Yes. In order He's to be a top 10... League. In order to be a top 10 player in the Premier League, it goes without saying, you need to win Michael a title. Michael Carrick. He doesn't get into this debate. But uh, Gerard at seven is an absolute joke. He didn't have the goals. He didn't have the goals of Lampard or the. And Actually, he didn't. if I'm being honest, he did. No, he did not. Yes. Yeah, the stats back me up. Yeah. He scored good. He scored a lot of goals. So did Scholes. He scored a lot of crucial goals, though. He scored. Yeah, he scored a lot of crucial goals that won titles, though, did he? Well, he won the Champions League for Liverpool. This isn't a Champions League list. At the end of the day, we're talking about our best Premier League players. And for me... Then why doesn't Scholes go? He won 10. Scholes is in my top 10. Well, he should be at the top of this list. He should be... Je- Lampard, he, w- he had the titles, Fat he had Frank. the goals. He had, oh, he was important, he loved the club, everything I, why I needed. Why did he join Man City then? Because he joined New York City FC and they sent him off. And why we don't have a rivalry. against Chelsea then? And he looked like he wanted to kill himself after <laughs> he scored that goal. He? He looked like he had the worst shit of his life after he scored that goal. Anyone who wants to see the highlights, you can see the reaction. That son of doesn't look like a man who loves the club. He's, he manages it now. And although he does take shots at the club's players, that's what Roy Keane does. And would you say Roy Keane loves United? Not overly. Okay, now, you're going against your own points now just to try and I prove me wrong. I didn't say Roy loves the club, okay. did I? And okay, right, we'll move on. Roy, but... I think it's come out as a... It's... I think once Alex Ferguson is alive, he'll always say that he doesn't love, but he certainly is a fan. <laughs> certainly is a fan. Uh, but anyways, uh, that's the, my last point. I don't. I think that order is all wrong. I think they should probably 
If you're going to put it in that order, they should probably be a cl- bit closer together. I have Lampard a bit ahead of the pack on when I do mine, but... And I think they should ring us up. We'll give them a... Mm. We'll give them a good idea of how to do our top 100. We can do a few articles for you, 442, if... Uh, saying, we'll get ourselves a nice Twitter page. You can contact us that way. But, uh, yeah, will we move on to our top 10s? Yes, this is how you do football now. Okay, I'll, I want to give hear your top ten. I'm going to respond to it, and then I'll do, give mine to end the podcast. Okay, so, in numero J, Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney at ten. Dang. Seems a bit low, especially Seems from a low. United fan. The only thing that I ha- a problem I have with Rooney, he still loved Everton when he was a United fan. But that didn't I really think, affect him as a player, I think it? he took... United too much as a job than a love. Which the other player, well, maybe not Roy, did, but he did not come and say, I wore my Everton pajamas every day. I don't think Roy Keane has Everton pajamas. I doubt he, he wore them. Um, well, if you're listening, Roy Keane, please inform us. Do you have Everton pajamas? Or Spurs. I've heard you were a Spurs fan when I was younger. Did you know that? Who? Roy. Was he actually? He loved Glenn Hoddle. And Chris Waddle? Hoddle and Waddle? Diamond <laughs> Lights. Oh, Diamond Lights. What a, I wish... You know what I hope? I hope uh, Son and Harry Kane, if they do break this record, which it looks likely at this stage, unfortunately, I hope they release a cover of Diamond Lights to celebrate. Because are you really a dynamic duo in the Premier League if you don't have a song together? I don't... I think not. Even Dublin Hoddle and Chris Waddle do not play in the Premier League. Actually, Dublin uh, no. Hoddle played with Chelsea. But... Did Chris Waddle not win Player of the Year in the first season? Not the one. I know Paul McGrath won PFA, but did he win, like, Writers Player of the Year or something? Haven't a clue, but on to number eight, nine. I don't know. Here we go. Fat Frank. I've only put Fat Frank in here because I've been told that I was too biased. Well, you when I heard your original draft, you didn't have a Chelsea player, in, which considering we have the second most title, doesn't make any sense. One. The top ten should be only Man United players. That okay, whatever. Yeah, move on. Uh, then you have at number eight Giggs, one of the greatest players in Premier League history, t- thirteen Premier League titles. I've already spoken about Giggs on this podcast. Yes. I won't yes. continue. That's I won't a continue. Disgrace of just saying. You should have a look at yourself. Uh, number seven. Another great Man United player, Paul Scholes, one of the greatest midfielders of all time. A great player, I Definitely agree. Definitely gets above like, Fat Frank in any. <laughs> Not in my list. book. Not uh, in my book, but I I respect that opinion. He's a good player. I don't like the man, but Henri gets in for his talent alone. At six. Uh, Six, yes. It seems a bit that low in my, my book. Reasoning for putting it. Okay, so Henri scored a lot of goals, got France into a World Cup without them actually. What's the word? Deserving it. Deserving it. After true cheating. cheating. Yeah, everyone in this country hates Thierry Henri, but you have to respect the talent. So at number five, another Frenchman and. Laurent Blanc. Laurent Blanc. <laughs> One of the greatest centre-halves of all time. I was astonished. Astonished. Not to find Laurent Blanc. I was looking for Laurent all the way through this magazine. Have you ever seen the man score a header? It's a thing of beauty. 
The thing that man just <laughs> Barcelona in the 90s and then Man United for that one season was undescribably the greatest centre-half of all time. <laughs> like, you cannot compare him and Beckenbauer or Van Dijk or Vidic, who is also could have got this spot, but I decided to give it for Laura. If you're wondering why he's in here... uh the genius that made this podcast decided he made his top 10 and realized he didn't put anyone near in at the number five spot. <laughs> so in order to force the name looking for Laurent into the title, uh, he's decided to put him in as the fifth best player in Premier League history. Because he is. And I think it's a disgrace <laughs> that 4 4 happens. So if you put want him to... in as an acknowledgement. <laughs> he goes from outside the top 100 to the fifth best player in Premier League history. In what a my jump. Opinion. This, uh, my, f- and then, number four, Shearer, of course. Mm. Who else wouldn't have Shearer in there? Scored the most, tw- uh, 260. In my opinion, he should have got 360, which would have been... Uncatchable. If he was there for all of his career, which he probably would have got more, because I think he was in, he was in the first division. Um, I think so, but that was when he was at Southampton, right? I think so. Yeah. Then we have number three, the best centre mid of all time in the Prem, Roy Keane. Yeah. Who else doesn't get tired? Who else? Who else doesn't win that much? The treble, he should have. It's sad that he won that Champions League, but he got them there. So he's still number three. But number two, who else but C-Ron? Cristiano, mm-hmm. the greatest player of all time, but whilst he was in the Premier League, he didn't reach the height as he did the person the yeah. who I have at number one. He did not even touch Eric Cantona's boots. That's why Eric Cantona is on time. With the polished crown on his head, nice and sparkly, seeing the, the diamonds. King. The king. You can't say anything more than... He would have won every Premier League he was in if he didn't get suspended. And if he wasn't... Because we missed out on one goal that year. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was a great player, Eric Cantona. And still the greatest. And did you know Bruno Fernandes is the only person who's had a better goals and assists per game ratio thus far in his career than Eric Cantona? Is he the new Eric Cantona? I don't know. But I do think so. That will be followed up on the next podcast. <laughs> well, do you want to talk about United and this title challenge? No, I don't want you to talk. You decline to talk, yeah? I don't want to talk about any title talk. Until March? Until March. Late okay. March. Late March, okay. March April, 31st. April is when I'll get carried away. You, you need to get carried away. Enjoy the moment. Or because else we'll do a response to tomorrow's game. In our next podcast. That's Thank actually you. not a bad idea, but... Uh, okay, just to finish off this podcast, I've gone with... Number 10, Paul Scholes. You've spoken in depth about Paul Scholes, what he brought, the titles, everything else. Fantastic player. the Probably the greatest ginger player of all time. I know De Bruyne is good, but not Paul Scholes yet. Kluvishki could be the greatest ginger player of all time, that would be Mm-hmm. Never, probably not, but... Or Kulaveshki, I think I've been calling him wrong. I guess yeah. his name was Kulaveshki. I doubt he's going to reach Paul Scholes, though. But now, I'm at number nine, you know, controversial, the fact that he was at 24th and 4-4 doesn't make any sense. The biggest big game player of all time, Didier Drogba. 
I know it's a Premier League list and he only he had a 29 goal season but consistently he wasn't the best but when we needed a goal most that's when Drogba would come up no player will ever match his big game mentality scoring in Champions League finals Champions League winning penalties FA Cup winning goals League Cup winning goals I know he did get sent off in the Champions League final as well but you have to understand that he was at the heart of every game. He rose to the big occasion, and that's why he comes in at nine. Number eight, I've actually switched it around. I'm going to go with John Terry at eight, below Ooh. Roy Keane, the two captains. That's why you And say I say that because... Roy Keane is the greatest Premier League captain of all time. I don't, as a captain, I prefer John Terry, but as a player, I prefer Roy Keane, just because of the impact he had on the pitch. The mentality. For John Terry, we know we know all about John Terry and what he did for Chelsea Football Club, bringing us to where we were as our captain. I mean, Gary Cahill is the only other captain who's ever won a title, oh, and I believe Brent. he was actually, I believe John Terry actually did captain us during that season, although we barely played. So you know, actually, is he five time winning captain? I think I'm not. I'm not sure, but anyways, unbelievable captain, and he goes eight. But Roy Keane, Roy Keane was something special. He's Irish, so even though he is United, I do quite like him. He just sneaks in a hand. And uh, continuing on the team of United, you had him at number one. But because of the shortness of his stay, I'm going to put Eric Canton at six. Disgrace. Same as where he was in four four two. I agree with that position. I think it's a good selection. Obviously, we've spoken about him, the talismanic figure. I want my footballers have a flair about them. And, and attackers, and yeah. He had an ego, and he was a great player. He's coming in at six. If he had been there for ten years, he probably would be number one. I think it's fair to say, like he is on yours, but uh, you know the shortness of the stay and the fact that he did actually kung fu kick that fan to get to lose that title also kind of holds him back. Number five, I've gone with Wayne Rooney, Waza. the uh, <laughs> the Everton man. True. Uh, you know, he was fantastic for United. Your, uh, I think, is he your highest ever goal scorer? He is. Rich. Won loads of titles, has been Premier League uh, top goal scorer multiple occasions. He played everything from six to striker, uh, out on the wing, you know, uh, in the number 10 role. It's, he was all over the shop and he just scored so many goals, so many assists. Probably maybe the greatest goal in Premier League history he scored. Against, uh, Man City. against Man City and also the one against West Ham can't be far off it and the one against Newcastle which one was that? it's when he was just there giving out to the referee and then the oh yeah the bang the ball and just bangs into the back of the net yeah that was also a great goal That's but great uh, goal. yeah he, he did so much for United with Everton bursting onto the scene we all know about him another person that off the field we don't really like to talk about but uh, on the field what he did Phenomenal. And then at number four, I've gone with Super, Super Frank. Fat Frank. Um, what he does as a manager, he's doing as a manager at the minute doesn't come into my perspective. Uh, I loved what he was doing last year. This year, I'm a little bit nervous about where we're going and I think he could potentially lose his job. To Grant. Is Grant coming in? But I don't want to really talk about that for Chelsea. A legend. Highest ever... Highest midfield goal scorer ever, uh, but he's just absolutely phenomenal. Arriving late in the box, scored 20 goals in a season. I know, yeah, yeah, Tori did that again. He did it year in, year out, won titles, everything you need. 
And uh, his partnership with Drogba, who's also been in my top ten, still over Son and Kane as the best dynamic duo the Premier League has ever seen. Where's your favourite player, Zola? Zola doesn't make it because he didn't win a title. And, you know, I've already established my rule. And number three, I've gone with Ronaldo. Was Giggs in this top ten? No, he wasn't. Uh, obviously, after, after after me slating him on this podcast, you really think I'd go the other way and say, oh, top ten. <laughs> I thought you would have apologised. Uh, but, uh, Ronaldo, I'm, I, have, I have it as a toss-up to see who the greatest player of all time is between him and Messi. I'm still undecided. I want to see till their careers are over. Well, if I'm being honest, but, I think Ronaldo is the greatest athlete of all time. Yeah, maybe me. Uh, but uh, what he's what he's done for Real Madrid is probably better than this. But at United, what a player, Ballon d'Or winner, we all know about him. Number two, I've gone with the two hundred and sixty goal man, Super Alan Shearer. Um, he only won one title, which is probably why he isn't number one, because he's the greatest goal scorer in Premier League history. You know. But what do you think he's loved in Blackburn? Probably not, but he's he is loved, loved in Newcastle, Newcastle anyways. Uh, That's why he went to Newcastle, for a legacy. He created his legacy at Newcastle despite that, despite not winning. And, you know, it's unfortunate that he ended up, didn't end up with the titles he maybe deserved. But, I mean, even with Rooney and all that, his lead as top goal scorer is still so commanding at this point. Kane is the only one I can see catching him, but Kane's only young yet, so he doesn't really make it into my team, into my top ten. And number one, I've gone with Thierry Henry, despite my dislike of him as a human being. We all know about Lahan de Fog, but we all know about that Arsenal team. Him, Bergkamp, Wenger. Only one the, the best football. Twice, yeah, but the best football we've ever seen in the Premier League was with Henry at the heart of it. So that's why he is my number one player. And uh, yeah, that's it. So, if you've enjoyed this podcast, uh, listen to some of the others. Subscribe as well, yeah. Lots and downloads. Uh, uh, Everyone's looking forward to the game tomorrow. And uh, after that, hopefully we will do a podcast on the title race. Maybe this man here will be getting carried away with himself. Which will be good, because if they don't win the title, it's some nice stuff to bring up at the end of the year. But, uh, yeah. Without further ado, goodbye. Um,